Did you hear about the horrific Texas traffic accident involving over 100 vehicles because of surprising glare ice on the road? A half dozen people died and over 100 people were injured, some with life-debilitating injuries? This is Dennis Peterson, and thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy. Now, if we had the knowledge that the road up ahead was so dangerous that it could cause the death of everyone going that way, wouldn't you do everything in your power to stop everyone from rushing toward their destruction? Well, of course you would. Who wouldn't? That's just common humanitarian consideration for our fellow man. You'd have good reason to question the ethics or sanity of anyone who wouldn't do that, wouldn't you? The Bible tells us in Proverbs 24, Rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering toward slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not repay each person according to what he has done? You know, the Bible is filled with principles for living an honest and God-honoring life. One that has compelled me for almost half a century now is the concept that ignorance is destructive. It's summarized nicely in Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But the Holy Spirit has frequently reminded me of the responsibility that I have to share the knowledge I've been privileged to learn with others as I have the opportunity. And he has brilliantly used a passage found in the Bible, Prophet Ezekiel's book, chapter 33, verses 6 to 9. Listen to what it says. But if the watchman sees the enemy coming and doesn't sound the alarm to warn the people, he's responsible for their captivity. They will die in their sins, but I will hold the watchman responsible for their deaths. If I announce that some wicked people are sure to die and you fail to tell them to change their ways, then they will die in their sins and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. But if you warn them to repent and they don't repent, they will die in their sins, but you will have saved yourself. The promise that follows that passage is pretty sobering also. The prophet Ezekiel says, As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of wicked people. I only want them to turn from their wicked ways so they can live. Turn, turn from your wickedness, O people of Israel. Why should you die? Son of man, give your people this message. The righteous behavior of righteous people will not save them if they turn to sin, nor will the wicked behavior of wicked people destroy them if they repent and turn from their sins. I trust that you're seriously pursuing your own deepening relationship with Jesus, your Creator and Savior. If so, you can't help but question what the Bible's insights have to shed light on all the confusion in our world today. Only uninformed citizen zombies who rely on the corrupt and thoroughly evolutionistic atheistic media and press in our modern society actually accept the myth that the plague and global shutdowns producing the economic crisis of our world are just inevitable results of bad luck and necessary government regulations. We know from Scripture that a gigantic spiritual battle for the minds and hearts of people is being waged right now. In many ways, it would be fair to think that God is in the process of judging and even destroying our nation's unique identity and driving us to the end of the age 
we know that the coming of the Lord is constantly drawing nearer. Some would have us think that our collective national culture is about to collapse. But God, in his mercy, loves people who are being led to slaughter by wicked powers in high places. There are millions in our generation who have yet to hear the true good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they might have the opportunity to receive his gift of eternal life. And there are also millions of true believers. They're fervently praying for God's justice, mercy, and deliverance. They're praying for an outpouring of his gift of repentance to bring a revival and awakening that shakes the evil spiritual jurisdictions that seem to control our society. As Jesus intercedes right now for his children at the right hand of God's heavenly throne, will he send a judgment like he sent to Sodom? Or will he send a revival like he sent when Jonah preached to a doomed city called Nineveh? The last year has produced an unusually unique rise of younger warriors of truth and deliverance. Idolatries of our modern age are being exposed and broken as the truths of Christ's kingdom are being proclaimed by bold witnesses for the glory of God alone. One of the major deceptions that's being exposed and broken is the stronghold of satanic, globalist control of many people's physical bodies. Millions of people are losing confidence in big government, big tech, big banking, and big pharma. Multitudes every day are having their eyes open to the political deceptions that have devastated families, jobs, and whole economies in a few short months. More than half the population are extremely concerned, or even skeptical, about the supposed quick-fix solution to the pandemic in an experimental chemical brew that doesn't even claim to prevent immunity to any disease or limited spread. There's really good reason for this. If you've not yet done your research by following channels like thehighwire.com or healthimpactnews.com, you absolutely will want to start with a well-researched report at stopworldcontrol.com en. Just go to that website, stopworldcontrol.com en, as soon as possible. You will discover world-class professional medical experts sharing what the network news media and social media channels have been censoring a lot lately and avoiding the implications for years. Many doctors and scientists whose voices have been silenced by the mainstream media see no need for a vaccine at all since 99.8% of patients survive and 96% of people over 70. Former Vice President of Chief Science Officer for Pfizer for 16 years, Dr. Mike Yaden, says there's absolutely no need for vaccines to extinguish the pandemic. I've never heard such nonsense talked about vaccines. You do not vaccinate people who aren't at risk from a disease. You also don't set about planning to vaccinate millions of fit and healthy people with a vaccine that hasn't been extensively tested on human subjects. Hundreds if not thousands, of doctors and scientists worldwide are warning of a coming mass casualty event. This will involve people who have received experimental stage COVID vaccines. Their reactions are known as hyperimmune response. 
Hyperimmune response has been observed in test animals in prior attempts to develop vaccines for other coronaviruses, such as SARS and MERS. You've probably heard of them. The response may not take place until months after the injections when subjects encounter the wild, mutated virus. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., founder of Children's Health Defense, writes, Scientists first attempted to develop coronavirus vaccines after China's 2002 SARS-CoV outbreak. Teams of U.S. and foreign scientists vaccinated animals with the four most promising vaccines. At first, the experiment seemed successful as all the animals developed a robust antibody response to coronavirus. However, when the scientists exposed the vaccinated animals to the wild virus, the results were horrifying. Vaccinated animals suffered hyperimmune responses, including inflammation throughout their bodies, especially in their lungs. Researchers had seen this same enhanced immune response during human testing of the failed RSV vaccine tests in the 1960s. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny explains how the depopulation mRNA vaccines will start working in three to six months. This is required viewing. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny gives very important information. Hyperimmune response in test animals for previous attempts at coronavirus vaccines like SARS and MERS has been a persistent problem. All is well for a while until the animals are exposed to the wild mutated virus. Dr. Tenpenny and other scientists have forecast that millions may die, and it will be blamed on a new strain of COVID, making an argument for even more deadly vaccines. You've got to see the coming genocide of adverse COVID vax reactions and who to blame for it. Look at the link that is in the article, that is the script, for this episode of Reclaiming Your Legacy at reclaimyourlegacy.com. The biotech industry newsletter, Biopharma Dive, writes, There has never been a vaccine for any coronavirus, and many vaccine developers have based their designs on previous research into other coronaviruses like SARS and MERS, which share genetic similarities with SARS-CoV-2, but differences as well. Much still remains unknown about the novel coronavirus and how our bodies respond to infection. Writing for Nature magazine, a professor of virology at Fudan University in China says, I've worked to develop vaccines and treatments for coronaviruses since 2003, when the severe acute respiratory syndrome SARS outbreak happened. In my view, standard protocols are essential for safeguarding health. Before allowing use of a COVID-19 vaccine in humans, regulators should evaluate safety with a range of virus strains that in more than one animal model, more work with the SARS virus shows that worrying immune responses were seen in ferrets and monkeys, but not in mice. So why would anyone choose to receive one of these injections in the first place? Many would probably answer something like, well, to prevent me from getting the COVID virus, or maybe prevent me from spreading it to others. Many people are very uninformed. They simply have a religious-like faith in vaccines that are pushed by big pharma and the medical establishment without ever having spent much time actually researching them themselves. We need to stop defending what we've learned. Instead, let's just ask them to defend their faith in these shots. 
then let's be prepared to answer their positive beliefs in these shots with verifiable facts that they can look up and research themselves. Here are just a few facts. There is no FDA-approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. None. The Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine is an unapproved vaccine. FDA Pfizer's fact sheet for healthcare providers administering vaccines gives a more comprehensive list of serious adverse events, including death, or a life-threatening adverse event, or inpatient hospitalization, or prolongation of existing hospitalization, a persistent of, or significant incapacity or substantial disruption of the ability to conduct normal life functions, and a congenital anomaly or birth defect is also a possibility. Now, here's another fact that many people might not be aware of. The makers of the new vaccines admit that they do not know whether or not the jab can be assured to protect anyone, nor do they know how long the desired effect can be expected. Big Pharma, the U.S. government, health agencies and their corporate media outlets do not believe that you have a right to hear dissenting views because they believe they are the only authority when it comes to matters of public health. Now think about that. Another thing to think about is the fact that any product that cannot handle criticism to the point that significant finances and resources are spent trying to censor any negative information about those products should raise red flags. Don't you think so? Many doctors and scientists claim that the mRNA experimental COVID injections do not meet the legal definition of a vaccine and that the FDA is calling these injections vaccines just to cover themselves legally. This is not a vaccine. This is an mRNA packaged in a fat envelope that is delivered to a cell. It is a medical device designed to stimulate the human cell into becoming a pathogen creator. By the way, do you know what mRNA means? Well, you've probably heard of DNA. RNA is closely related to DNA. It's the transfer mechanism that takes the material, the information of DNA, and makes it possible to replicate the cell. M stands for modified now, if you're modifying a part of your normal RNA-DNA structure, what does that mean? It means you're changing it. You're synthetically making it into something else other than what it was designed by your creator to be. Now, they've been abundantly clear in saying that the mRNA strand that is going into the cell is not to stop transmission at all. It's a treatment but if it was discussed as a treatment, it would not get the sympathetic ear of the public health authorities because then people would say, well, what other treatments are there? Pfizer is one of the largest criminal organizations in the world, having repeatedly paid out billions of dollars in settlements for fraud. Now, these are the kind of verifiable facts that the DOJ website can provide for you. And these are the companies that you're trusting when you get an experimental mRNA COVID injection? The CDC owns over 56 patents on vaccines, and many of their scientists earn royalties from the sale of vaccines. Do you think this might be a conflict of interest? 
Can we trust the CDC and the FDA? I mean, think about it. You have to make your own decision. Start your conversations with anyone thinking about getting one of these injections with a question like, why do you want to receive a non-FDA-approved experimental mRNA COVID injection? Put them on the defensive. Listen to their answer and then quietly, in gentleness and hopefully in love, share some real facts with them, starting with what the FDA has published regarding these injections. They probably truly believe they're doing something good for themselves and public health, but in fact they're doing something that only benefits Big Pharma and the globalist agenda, which is now led by a former computer nerd and college dropout, Bill Gates. Worse yet, their decision could put them on a path to death or a life of terribly disabling and pain-filled handicaps. Pastor Dutch Sheets, in his February 20th, 2021, Give Him 15 post on YouTube, is about being a biblical watchman. He raises some interesting points that aren't immediately obvious to most Bible readers. Watching out for the safety of others is an extremely important aspect of prayer, taken from the secular concept of a sentry, a guard, or a watchman. God wants you to be one spiritually, a guard, a watchman. Students of Scripture speak of a principle called the law of first mention. It simply states that the first time an important subject is mentioned in Scripture is significant. God introduces it. He gives us important details or facts regarding the subject, which will, of course, help us understand the person or thing introduced, much like we do when introducing a guest lecturer, for example. The first mention of a watchman in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. God told Adam to keep the garden. The word keep in the Hebrew language is the word shamar. It's one of the three Old Testament words used for a watchman. The main concept of the word shamar involves protection and preservation. Now, Adam was told to protect the garden, watching for attacks from the evil one, the serpent. Why do I assert this? Because, first of all, it's much in keeping with the nature of God to have warned him. To have done otherwise would not have been consistent with God's character. Second, neither Adam nor Eve seemed shocked when a snake talked to them. It evidently did not come as a total surprise. And third... What else could there have been before the fall to guard, keep, or protect themselves and the garden from? Only the serpent. In keeping with the law of first mention, the first responsibility of watchmen is to keep the serpent out of their God-given gardens. Home, family, city, schools, government, nation. Our garden can be many things. The watchmen in America, the church, believers in Jesus, were asleep in the 1960s and the serpent wrecked havoc in our garden. He spewed his poisonous venom in our government, schools, courts, media, families, entertainment, even in our churches. America bought it as surely as Adam and Eve did 6,000 years ago. How bad is the venom? Well, our society believes that we evolved from monkeys or some kind of a big bang. We kill our babies. We mock those who fight for them. And we don't know the difference between males and females. Truth no longer matters, only the results. In fact, to many, truth no longer exists. 
They've embraced relativism, the doctrine that knowledge, truth, and morality exist in relation to culture and society or historical context, but they're not absolute. We now have a government whose political party boos God and won't say his name in our Pledge of Allegiance. We have churches that won't preach the cross and don't even believe the Bible. We could go on, of course, but we need not do that. The point's obvious. There's a serpent in our garden, and it's time to expel him. And that's why we appeal, and it's why we must function as the ecclesia, enforcing God's will on the earth. The blood of Christ is the only antidote for the serpent's poison, and the name of Jesus is the only force that can expel him. We must use both, and we shall do that. It says in Isaiah chapter 21, verse 8, Then the sentry cries out, I continually stand on this watchtower day after day for you, O Lord, I'm stationed at my post throughout the night. I would encourage all of you to go to the uh, website called healthimpactnews.com. Look for the link in the script for this episode of Reclaim Your Legacy and, and look for that one that's talking about why would anyone choose to receive an experimental COVID mRNA injection. Mr. Lynn Wood wrote, Please keep in mind as you search for the truth as to people and events around you that there's a large number of fake people and friends, and there's a considerable number of fake events. You must exercise great discernment in ascertaining truth versus lies. You'll not always get it right. We're all imperfect. Just do the best that you can. And when you find the truth, do not deny it. Do not run from it or distort it to feel better about yourself or the world around you. You must face the whole truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Then embrace the truth and live it. Patrick Henry said, Should I keep back my opinions at such a time through fear of giving offense? I should consider myself as guilty of treason towards my country and of an act of disloyalty toward the majesty of heaven which I revere above all earthly kings. He also said, The Constitution is not an instrument for the government to restrain the people. It's an instrument for the people to restrain the government, lest it come to dominate our lives and interests. Whatever anguish of spirit it may cost, I'm willing to know the whole truth, to know the worst, and to provide for it. The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. It is to the vigilant the active, the brave. Many too many of our fellow citizens have been fooled by the lies of the enemy. They need to wake up and face the truth about our country and the world, including truth that is bad and really ugly. If we do not face the whole truth, we cannot work to change our country and the world. We have to know what is wrong in order to fix it. There is much that needs to be fixed. Truth givers are not perfect. Let's do our best to speak truth all along the way. But admitting that we have all made mistakes, in the final analysis, we must all search for and find the truth for ourselves. We must relearn how to think for ourselves so that we do not blindly accept the propaganda of an agenda-driven media. Ask questions. Do research. Use your common sense. Instead of letting propaganda draw you into death, renew your mind with truth and discernment that gives you hope, not despair. The Bible gives us clear insight in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 to 14. We have much to say about this, but it's hard to explain because you're slow to learn. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. 
Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who, by constant use, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. That's why it's so important for us to recognize we all need to grow, and we all need to learn, and we all need to develop our sensitivity to discernment. What's true? Thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy. This is Dennis Peterson. Until next time.